Welcome to Intersections, the RIT podcast. Today, Caroline Easton, professor in RIT's School of Behavioral Health, talks with Jacob Wadsworth, a doctoral intern in the university's Priority Psychology Internship Program, about a project that uses telemedicine, the process of using telecommunications to evaluate, diagnose, and treat patients to help homeless people access mental health and drug addiction counseling. So, Jake, as you know, in the last decade, there's been a lot of dialogue about addiction and mental health. Mm-hmm. It's a regular topic. We turn on the news. It's everywhere. It's in our communities. It's across the United States. What drew you here and had you become interested in this topic? So for my previous experiences, when working with kids with trauma, they all, not just kids with trauma, but anybody with trauma, they have other issues going on. And one of those issues can be um, we cope with substance use and then addiction becomes part of that, right? So I'm getting that experience within the internship program at my primary site, but also at the House of Mercy, which you introduced us to this year. So the House of Mercy is a homeless shelter here in the Rochester area. They bring services to homeless, the homeless population that are not just residents there, but people who just come in and are looking for like a safe haven. Right. And so we we typically see a lot of addiction there as well in mental health. So yeah. what sort of issues are you seeing among the homeless in particular? They're not getting access to mental health services. And what I'm learning is that some of them don't even know what mental health services are, what therapy entails. And some of them have had an adverse experience. Mm-hmm. So some some of them aren't so sure what we're there to do. Some of them were there to end the stigma and try to help them there on the spot or connect them with other services. As you know, we recently won an award, mm-hmm. um, you know, over a million dollars um, here in our internship training program with from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the HRSA grant. And we are building a library of training services with the grant funds that's allowing us to purchase telehealth equipment and set up a whole telehealth and integrative technology within the homeless shelter. And you're actually working with us on that. And the interns are sort of feet on the ground in the trenches there at the shelter. You know, we both have been sort of building this together, you, you, me, and the rest of the interns, and just from the ground up creating an infrastructure and confidential space and looking at the homeless guests as our partner in this and how can we meet them where they're at. We do have them coming to us with all these needs, meaning they have untreated medical, they have untreated mental health, untreated addiction, just about everything they've disclosed to us that they're struggling with. Many, one common thread is trauma. Yes. And uh, addiction is a coping skill that many of them have resorted to. And it also at the time that knowing that it's a transient population, we may never see them again mm-hmm. uh, because they're homeless and they may rotate to another shelter or go back to like un- under a bridge or a, a shanty. That So it's like, how can we do possibly harm reduction in the moment, decrease their distress level, give them information and linkages to care? So that has been, it sounds like something that we're all working together on. And how do you think that's going with your feet on the ground and the other interns? 
I, I think it's going pretty well for us because um, I think we have, like you said, we've hit the ground, we've got our feet wet, and sometimes in the moment, we recognize that they need a service right then and there, and so we'll even engage in helping them call the next step, like if they need to do an inpatient or if they need, um, or if they need a bed there, we'll sit there with them and make the call. So sometimes right there in that moment, we are the connection between them and other services. And so how we, a big piece of this um, training at House of Mercy is that we are bringing evidence-based care to the underserved, underrepresented, and we're also integrating telehealth into that. Do you want to talk a little bit about what is telehealth? What is telepsych? And what, how are we going to be using it with them? So telehealth, generally speaking, is we, we work kind of remotely from uh, one location then where the client is. So at House of Mercy, they will have the equipment to have um, to sit in front of a screen and we may be sitting here at RIT and we can provide them those therapeutic services via the telehealth, those machines. So just because we may not be able to be physically there, we can still provide them their that therapeutic level of care and in some ways be more efficient about it as well. Right. And we, and we talked about this, um, that our, the homeless guests, we meet them with it where they're at. They're a consumer in a way, and, and they have choices. So in meeting them where they're at, some of them may want telehealth, some may not want telehealth. Asking them how important it is to get to know the technology. Do they even use the technology? And We've had a fairly good response of clients saying that they would use it. But we are just getting ready to integrate that. And we just recently got some of the equipment in, and we know exactly what we're building and going to be using there. Can you think about some clients that may be helpful for, based on what you've already been doing to date? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's very exciting because we are the first intern group to do this with you, and you're also the first person to bring this over to them. So I think that's all very exciting. But I think one of the um, advantages to having the telehealth there is that we can work with the people who experience violence um, or victims of violence or perpetrators of violence, as well as anger management, maybe a little bit in that moment, Mm -hmm. um, providing those kinds of skills as well. But also um, you can see the benefit of it for crisis, but you can also see the benefit of it once we have some rapport built whether over telehealth or just in person as well, moving over if we're not already in the telehealth to having those long sustaining sessions with clients and um, using some of our motivational enhancement um, therapy skills. Yes, yeah, so we, we, we have talked about how it becomes a way of providing some efficiency and allowing for access mm-hmm. where they may not necessarily have had access before. Right. So having set intake hours and having some people there, but having a room set aside for the telehealth equipment in there, set up just like a regular therapy session. It's just they're sitting in a seat that's looking at a screen where they're seeing us also sitting in a therapeutic chair, also looking at the screen like we're together in the room, but we're, we're not. Um, they can see us. It's a good resolution. But it provides a way that we can, they're introduced to the intake and the, the screen and told that they'll be meeting with their therapist and introduced mm-hmm. to the therapist. And then the door closes like a therapy, a confidential therapy session. And we start an intake process 
walking them through the intake questions, and at the end, also doing some harm reduction. So it, it is like a, a, a regular therapy appointment. It's just educating them on the use and access to care. Yeah. So once we get them um, acquainted with you know, just talking with us and like almost like that psychoeducation of how to have um, this therapeutic session with even j- with just us, we can connect them with other telehealth services as well. Yes, and, and many times um, this telehealth improving or increasing access to care is in the moment extremely helpful where 911 may have been called instead or an ambulance or an ER visit, whereas they really just needed someone to talk to because they're in crisis and they're distressed. And by walking through you know, some mindfulness skill sets or just like talk, giving the emotional support they need or some crisis management in the moment helps like alleviate that. It, at the very least, we're seeing a decrease in distress levels. We're like, we're literally co- collecting that data now, mm-hmm. right, Jake? And yeah. we're seeing like the pre-post differences in distress levels. So mm-hmm. we know that something's happening that's working. Yeah. And it's really interesting, like um, almost on an anecdotal level is like watching that happen right before our eyes within that 30 to 45 minute period is watching them go from a nine to a three. You can see it happening, just giving them the opportunity to talk about what they want to talk about. And, but also us making it meaningful and connecting it to care and having that conversation and then just giving them some resources immediately after and letting them know that we'll be back and you can talk to us again and we'll provide more therapeutic care as well. That's right. Yes, absolutely. And I feel that we've done a good job as a group and trying to break it down for them because it's, it's, it's transient. We, again, we may never see them again. And not burden them or tax them with tons of paperwork and trying to put it into terms that they can digest. So just like you go to a, because you're having surgery or something, you're in a lot of pain and you're asked on a scale from one to 10, you're shown these pictures of faces indicating 10 is the most physical pain you're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. We ask them on a scale from zero to 10, 10 being the most pain, where are you in terms of your depression or your trauma? And they can relate to that and give us a score so we can tell how well they're doing and how we can help with that. So, right. And we're hoping that the telehealth just helps us be able to provide more care by freeing up resources and allowing for better access. This is an experience that some of us have never had. Like the telehealth is a new learning experience. And so... That, that's an experience that um, we get to learn and get supervision from with you. So. And how has this been different than what you learn in the books? Like when you're at, you, you came from your grad program to our internship site, like how has working with the homeless and using sort of these technologies to provide care been different than what you've, the traditional approaches of and what you've learned in the textbooks are? Like what can you say to that? At House of Mercy, we've gotten a lot of good crisis management training, which the difference between what we're learning in the textbooks and what we're experiencing there with the client is, you know, we have all these higher level techniques, but sometimes it's like looking at those very basic techniques of the the humanistic approach of empathy, unconditional positive regard, but also you know, providing them with what they need then and there. 
not looking at it necessarily as this, we're going to have a 12 week period. Um, we're going to work on this one thing over and over again. Mm. It's, they have needs right then and there that need to be met and we need to help them right then and there, um, and try to connect them with their services. That's a, it's a good point. It's, you know, from textbook to real world, um, sort of jumping in the fire and adapting to the crisis that's happening. And the partnership has been really nice in that many of the people that are at that shelter are volunteers, and we are integrating in the technology and bringing in the resources to them through this grant and hopefully future grants to come. And they're incredibly grateful for what we're doing there as well. I, I'm getting that sense yeah, from it's a, the It's staff. a partnership where we all work together. And, yeah, I mean, the, the homeless as well, like, they're our partner. We're working with them to meet them where they're, where they're at. Thanks for listening to Intersections, the RIT podcast, a production of RIT Marketing and Communications. New episodes debut on the first and third Thursdays of each month. Subscribe to Intersections on iTunes and tune in or visit us at www.soundcloud.com slash RITtigers. For more about our university, visit www.rit.edu.